Well, welcome to Money Awakenings, where we dive into the nature of psychology and belief systems surrounding around money, because they are as good a doorway as any into the nature of reality and the self and understanding who we are. And um, I decided to talk today, because I get this question a lot, uh, well, Enough to make a podcast about it. What's the number one thing that I see blocking people from allowing abundance into their lives? <clears throat> if you don't know who I am, I'll just give you a, just a tiny snippet back story. Um, I've been in the financial industry for 10 years and helping people get rid of debt, fix credit, and grow wealth. And um, I'm actually one of the leading experts in the country on one of the, a certain type of debt. But, um, but what's really fascinating to me is the fact that no matter how much money I grow for people, how much debt I get rid of, they always come back to me with new fears, new obstacles. Um, it never seems to be enough because I've learned that it's not about what's in the bank. It's about um, what's going on inside of them. And so this is to address those issues and bring about a new conscious awareness around it. Um, so I'm out for a walk in a beautiful beach town in Southern California. And uh, we're just going to pretend like we're on a walk together and just talk about these things. So the number one thing I see that's stopping people from allowing abundance into their lives is they don't think they're good enough for it. And if you just hang up, hang up, I don't know, we're not on the phone. You know, if you just stop listening to there, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. Because deserving has a lot to do with allowing. You see, we believe we're not good enough. We're unworthy of wealth. And that internal mantra of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve it, will rapidly expel any good luck that comes into our life and block anything good from coming. You know, if your parents told you uh, money doesn't grow on trees, you might believe that. Though that, don't, that, don't, that one always never made sense to me because where else does paper grow? Um, but uh, the idea is this. The subconscious belief that you're not good enough, you don't deserve it. A lot of people, what they do to get over that belief to allow money is they work hard and they get educations and they become very specialized I did this in multiple different fields in my life um, to prove myself that I was good enough to allow abundance in and um, it worked to an extent but it's a very slow process and um, what I see is we have lost connection with that inner part of us that creates worlds. That inner part of us that has nothing but inspirations. You know, I say this all the time. There's, you can argue all you want about 
the fact that there's not uh, an abundance of resources, which uh, I would take the other side of the debate and tell you there is. But there's never a shortage of ideas. Good ideas are worth their weight in gold. And anybody can have one of those. And anyone can have many, many of those. So to say that you only get one shot at your big shot or whatever, your big chance, that's bullshit. Because once you get connected into that inner space, then you can find that knowing, fix problems, solve people problems, and bring your uniqueness to the world. Now, how do you get into that space of the Einstein, the Buddha, the you know, Michael Jordan, or whatever you want to say, the, the greatest of their time, how do you get into that space if you're believing that you don't deserve any of the good things in life? If you believe that you don't deserve money, if you believe that you don't deserve happiness, if you think you're unworthy of it, if you're ashamed of who you are and your gifts, um, there's no way that you can ever have that bubble to the surface. You, you can't stay in that space long enough to create massive abundance and you know business or whatever it is you're trying to create with your heart space you can't stay in that space long enough if you don't think you deserve it because this is exactly what will happen let's say you get really good at meditating and or you know um you know, there's a, a bunch of different tools out there. Maybe you're a positive rampage, as Abraham would call it, or Kylego, as Kyle Cease would call it, or anything that <laughs> positive self-talk, you know, like tapping or EFT. You know, there's a, a bunch of different modalities that could get you into the space of just brainstorming, right? Of how to get um, to the golden goodie, as Alan Watts would say. So, um, let's say you think up that idea and get into that momentum and then immediately once you stop your old good old friend subconscious beliefs come back and say no you can't do that no one's ever going to buy that why why put yourself out there like that don't risk it that's a waste of time all of those you know how i know this all of those things come back <clears throat> because i've been through it i've been down that road And that's why, and I've seen it happen in so many people. I've seen so many people with amazing ideas that light them up, that they literally cannot let themselves even think about because they don't believe they deserve it. Because, oh, I have a family to feed. Oh, I have, um, you know, a, a good job, a decent job. It's not a job I love, but it puts money on the uh, in the bank account and food on the table. I've seen people who go after their dreams and if they get into if one challenge comes up one thing they're like oh, i knew it i knew this was never going to happen i knew this was too good to be tried. i shouldn't even tried that's the self-talk they have going on inside of them and then they let it out verbally the number one thing the number one thing stopping people is this negative self-talk, is this belief that they don't deserve it, that they aren't divinity, that they can't create. 
anything that they want to create with this life. That's what that's what the problem with the law of attraction. It's not the problem with the law of attraction itself. It's a problem with people trying to believe it is they have a really hard time getting past their subconscious beliefs that say they can't do anything. They have they they can't think through their imagination they can't go beyond their internal walls i remember the first time i heard it i wanted to believe it there was a big part of me that did but then there was another part of me that was like this can't be that easy and guess what it wasn't wasn't that easy because that's what i had going on inside for the first almost decade of trying to make the law of attraction work now i understand it's got nothing to do with Anyway, that's a whole other subject. Um, it's got time is irrelevant, and you know this idea of trying to get into that thing faster. Why? There's time doesn't matter in the space. Like it's here and now is where you need to be, and looking at the next step to create. Not I want to create a mansion on a hillside. That's all BS. What is the next step that I need to create? And what does the feeling of it look like? And what is the experience I want? And then you let go and not get hung up on it. That's a whole other thing. Sorry, I didn't want to get super checked on the law of attraction. But if I had to say it, I'm sure it needed to be heard. But, um, from someone. But when I first started with it, it didn't, it seemed too easy. And that's because I'd had all of my years before that trained into me um, that you had to work really hard to get to what you want. And that sometimes you work even really hard and you still don't get what you want. That's what my grandparents showed me. And my mom, who I love to death, she was a saint. But she worked her whole life very, very hard just to never have the finer things. Because that's what her parents, my grandparents, taught her. Depression era people worked extremely hard. You know, they had their own mantra. Her mantra was one step forward and two steps back. You know, their mantra was we never, you know, you'll never get ahead. You'll work your ass off and just never get ahead. That was their MO. And so, you know, we can talk a lot about spirituality when it comes to finance in that <laughs> I think it was Robert Kiyosaki was the first one to point out with Rich Dad Poor Dad, like, we're training our kids. Uh, who, who's teaching our children about money? We are. But I'm going to take it uh, multiple steps further in that it's not just the conversations we have but it's more than that. It's the actions that we do that they model. <laughs> they're going to, excuse me, they're going to model and monkey see monkey do this thing. So one of the first things you got to do if you want to unblock the flow, and yes, this is going to go against some other teachings, but if you can find a way to make other things work, they probably wouldn't be listening to me. <laughs> And I'm just saying it with a grain of salt. This is what worked for me. Okay. I had to realize uh, 
what was trained into me, what was um, indoctrinated, what was domesticated into me. And I had to realize that those things had been running in the background. All of those subconscious reliefs had been running, one of my close friends calls it ninja thoughts. They were subconsciously there. I couldn't see them, but they were working their inner workings all of my life. And here's the thing. Immediately what wants to happen is when you hear that and then you understand it, what wants to happen is you want to start to make your ego or your mind or your subconscious an enemy. That's, that's a mistake. Don't do that. It's, it's nothing is wrong with it or you. You are doing the best you can with the information you had. It was trying to keep you safe. Your ego, your mind, whatever you want to call it. It was just trying to keep you safe in the world where you didn't understand. So you can't blame it. It's like a little child that's just holding on to a memory so that it doesn't experience burning its hand again, right? Or tripping on the same thing again. That's all it's meant to do. But we're not taught any of these things at a young age. One of the best spiritual teachers out there calls us, we're, we're in, emo- in emotional dark ages right now. We have no idea how our emotions and mind are in alignment. We, we think we understand the mind. We still don't. But we're obsessed with the mind and our emotions get put on the back burner and um we treat children like you know we we show them we yell at them if they show emotion and then we wonder why we have problems with addictions and pills and and everybody has to be in therapy because we don't know what is going on inside of us okay and that's all you know people are uh you know they see me as the financial shaman they get all freaked out all i'm doing is talking about our inner world which is what a shaman is all about the shaman is spiritual same same spiritual world inner world kind of the same arguably the exact same because where where else is the universe at or the spirit at is in inside of us um, it's marrying the inner world and the outer world and understanding the relationship to both, okay? And finances are the exact root to that because here's the thing. I've met a lot of people who've had um, obviously parents or somebody who raised them, brothers and sisters or kids, and they've understood things on another level when it comes to relationships because we all have relationships in some way, shape, or form. And what I've found is the relationship to money is a great awareness tool because it digs right in just like I did with this podcast it digs right into what's going on inside of you what's the the habit of thought that you're constantly repeating and where did it come from most likely your childhood you you absorbed it and stole your the beliefs from someone else and you thought that was the way to be because you didn't know any better and that's why I'm trying to say do not beat yourself up for that I, I did that for years There's, I still catch myself doing that from time to time is to say man why do I think that way or you know one of my favorite spiritual teachers, he calls it the ego police. All of a sudden you're trying to trying to uh, find the ego and throw it in jail. 
shut it up. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You have to understand that these parts of you need to be listened to, and need to be heard, need to be exposed, and you let them know that it's okay. It's okay to be who they are, just like it's okay to be you who you are. You have to let yourself off the hook. So, let's go for it. Have you ever had a dream that was too big for you to comprehend? What do I mean by that? Have you ever had an inspiration? One of the first talks I ever gave on Law of Attraction years ago um, in front of a group of investors, um, which no one, you know, I had the thought that everybody would reject it. You know, I was in front of a group of all cryptocurrency investors, and I was like, I was like, oh, what's your talk going to be on Law of Attraction? They're like, oh, okay. And then I had this, you know, my internal monologue at the time was, I wonder if they think I'm crazy. They didn't. Um, which was extremely interesting where we were as a society at that time. But, uh, but my point is, one of the questions I got was, what if your dream that you're trying to attract is too big? And like, it's not too big. You're too small. Your thinking is too small. You are trying to consciously understand something that you can't possibly comprehend yet. It's just a glimpse into what's possible because anything is possible. We can move mountains. We can manifest anything. However, from where you are in your mental chatter and subconscious feedback loop, it's not allowing you to experience that big yet. And then there's a part of you that'll say, well, if I'm talking about, you know, I had this thought the other day, just a loving, caring thought, saying, wow, those are delusions of grandeur. You're letting your ego run wild. I'm like, <laughs> thank you for sharing. I appreciate you trying to keep me safe. But there is a fine line, right? Between knowing your God and can manifest anything and staying small. And so what I say to that is, why don't we see what happens? Why don't we push the limit and find out what happens? Instead of letting this imagination run its course and say, oh, you can't do that, or that's too big, why don't we find out how malleable this universe really is? And go from there. So, have you ever had a dream that was too big? That it scared you, even though you knew it was going to be good for you. Like if um, if you had a, a dream to drive cross country, something you know that might sound small to some, but might sound huge to other people. Maybe live in an RV for a year, or um, you know, go meditate in the woods, or do something, travel the world, or. Um, even something as scary as asking out somebody you've been crushing on or whatever and letting yourself imagine what it'd be like to be with somebody like that or um, 
whatever the dream is, starting your own business, you know, whatever it is. Have you ever had it come to you as an inspiration? Let your mind wander for a second. How long did it take for the subconscious to pull you back in to where you are? Be like, nope, you can't do that. Ah, they'll reject me. Oh, I can't, how am I going to make money on the if I lived in the RV around the world? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, how am I going to pull that off? Like, where's the money going to come from? That's why I always find it funny when, you know, we dare to dream big things for our American society. And it's like, who's going to pay for that? It's like, <laughs> that's just the subconscious. That's what it does. It tries to pull you back. And we don't want to, we don't want to make it the enemy, like I said, because here's the thing, it's just trying to keep you safe, but you, it doesn't know what it's trying to keep you safe from. It's keeping you safe from the unknown because the unknown can be scary because if it's not known, there could be danger, right? So we can't make it the enemy for trying to keep you safe. However, there's no danger inherent in doing anything, especially chasing a dream. And the point of that is when you have this big inspiration, if you felt yourself get sucked back, that's the awareness we need. You need to see it. So if you want to pause this or whatever, or take some time later to just sit quietly. You can meditate if you want, but just sit quietly. And when your mind starts to slow down, ask your heart, what does it want to do? See, your heart houses all the information you'll ever need. The infinite intelligence is there. We're barely getting to understand heart math right now. But all the infinite intelligence is there. All the wisdom you'll ever need is there. And if you really get quiet and just ask it that simple question, what do you really want to do? Mine smiles because this is exactly what I want to do. This conversation, this moment, at the beach, by the way, fuck a. Um, and of course, it's got something big in mind, in heart, in mind heart. <laughs> anyway, so what is it you really want to do? And let's just sit and listen to what it says. I had a client today who I was so over the moon for because her heart told her she needs to take a month off and regroup and get back connected. And I was like, yes, yes. And, and her immediately, guess what happened? Immediately, her mind was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. I'm like, nope, don't say that. Don't go, don't let yourself go down that road. She's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, I do have, you know, we're in COVID times right now. I, I could go and get the unemployment or she's getting it because she's a small business owner or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's there and it's only going to be there for a little bit. I, I, I can use that and then everything else will take care of itself. I'll figure it out. I'm like, yes, 
Yes, and I just want you to understand what I'm saying. I'm not telling everybody to listen, that's listening to this to take a month off of work. Um, uh, I just want to make that very clear. Don't do that. If, if that's not your highest calling. I'm just saying that was her highest calling. That's what her heart wanted. And maybe it even says that to you. Maybe it's one of those things where you plan it for a few months to give yourself a little time, to give yourself a little buffer to wrap your head around it. But bottom line is I just want you to listen to what your heart has to say. Just listen. You know, I was working with a... Actually, she's a friend. She's not a client, but she comes to me um, in a similar way. And I did the same thing with her. I said, what does your heart say? She said, well, it's saying this. I'm like, okay, then that's what you need to do. Immediately, she's like, well, I need to do that. No. No, you don't. That's, that's all BS. This thing has to get done. This thing that your heart's telling you to do. Right? She's like, yeah, it does. I just want to do the timing. Like, no. It's saying now is the time. And again, this is going to be different for everybody. So please, be aware of that. Don't... (laughs) I just want you to notice when your heart talks, the, the biggest thing with this exercise is to notice when your heart talks and then immediately how your head reacts or your ego, your brain or mind or whatever you want to call it. That's the only thing with this lesson right now. Whether you find out what your next step is and what you want to do and all that stuff is irrelevant. We just want to notice when, which one is speaking. That's the That's the outcome we're looking for. That's the intention with this exercise. Sit quietly. What does your heart want to do? What do you want to do? (sighs) Hmm. And then, maybe it'll say, create this thing. And then how long is it until your head starts to pull you back in? Well, I don't have the time for that. That's, that used to be my big one. I don't know where I'm going to find the time. You don't know when you're going to find the time to live from your heart space? That's a silly thing. What, 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 you got something better to do? Well, I I just don't know how it's going to work out. How am I going to do it? You don't need to know the how. You just take the first step, the babiest of baby steps, in that direction. And the heart will show you the next step. And everything will be revealed. You don't need to know the how. So... Now that you see what the mind is capable of, how much you even let yourself believe that everything, that anything is possible, that your heart knows what to do, 
that things will always work out because they always have. If you're listening to this, that means that you have some modicum of technology that is going to transmute my signal to you. Right? And therefore, you're not in, you know, a third world country, most likely. If you are, then more power to you. But you have the ability to sit and listen, or drive and listen, or whatever. And you've been attracted to this for a reason. And it's because you want to believe in what I'm telling you. Or at least part of you does. But there's another part that wants to keep you safe. And keep you right where you are. Even if you're not safe where you are. It's just a known factor. See, here's the problem. A lot of people don't think they deserve wealth, so they stay in dead-end jobs, right? Now, they want the security. If you could see me doing air quotes, that's what I'm doing. They want the security of the job, even though in today's day and age, we know there's so no security with a job. Some virus, some pandemic could hit. Some economic thing we don't see coming. Some change in regulation or something, and your business and your company that is so secure could automatically be gone. And you could say, well, that's not possible. I work for Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Ask the MySpace employees how that went. <clears throat> or Sears. Or all these things we thought were never going to go away. Right? Gone. So. Is there really security in a job? No. The answer is no. There's not. But we think there is. Or rather, a better way to put it, is it's a known variable. We know what the job entails. It's a little windy where I am. Just walking by the... Walking by the beach entrance. We know what the job entails. We've been down that road before. We know the paychecks come when you show up and punch the clock. And going and following your heart and your dream and all this thing. How could we possibly do that? When we think we don't deserve it. The number one problem that people have when attracting money into their life or I should say unblocking the flow is they believe that they are in a hostile universe and they are making decisions from fear instead of unconditional love instead of joy instead of excitement for life they believe 
that if they go after that thing that they really want, that their heart is telling them to go toward, that's eating inside of them, if they have any kind of attunement and haven't numbed themselves to it with some kind of drug or distraction, is they believe that if they go that direction, that the universe will not be there to support them and there will be no money there. I can't make money being an artist, a healer, a whatever. You know... I became I became one of the most well-known people in the country for a thing that didn't even exist. I mean it did, but not to the maximum level that it does now. It didn't even exist 10 years ago. It wasn't even really a thing. And what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis besides this stuff cuz I still have to do what I became an expert at because I'm an expert. I'm sought after and paid very well. Um, I still have to do that. But that wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even a job. It was never any, nobody ever even thought that that would be a career. Five, ten years ago, I remember people that had been in the business world for a long time, and I, I very well respect them. Were like, "You're gonna do what?" That was the reaction. They're like, "What are you talking about doing?" They're like, "Okay, good luck, man. I mean, you're smart enough. You'll figure it out, but fuck." And now, like I said, everything's opened to me. What I'm, I'm telling you is this. At the time, to be fair, my heart did not want to do that. But it trusted in the next step. The next step seemed like this was the right thing to do. The next thing felt right. This next thing felt good. And it was I just kept following that until it took me all over the world. And oh, that crazy adventure that doesn't even make sense. But that's what's possible. When you let go of this idea that the universe is not going to have your back. The number one problem that blocks money is people not communicating with their heart and not believing that what they can do is possible. And it's got nothing to do with you. And everything to do with what you were domesticated, indoctrinated, what you were told as a child, what you believed... It's not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. It just needs to be dealt with. It is what it is. There's no right or wrong. And blame is not the answer. I might do an entire another podcast on blame itself. How we make villains of everybody. Heroes and villains. Especially our leaders. Blame them for our problems. Instead of taking responsibility for our own life. And seeing that everything is perfect. Perfectly. Everything got you to this moment. 
listening to these words. Living this life, living this truth, having this awareness, beginning to take the first baby steps into trusting your heart. The first of many. The journey of a thousand miles, right? Begins with one step. This is that step. Just to sit and be quiet, ask your heart what it wants, and see what comes, and then what comes right after. And then see how that feels. Because I'm guessing what the heart wants to do is going to feel great. And then whatever the mind does after is going to make you feel terrible. Or unworthy, or less than, or fucking stupid, or egotistical, self-righteous even. How dare you dream that dream? That's too big. How dare you think you can do that? You know how I know? Because I've been there. I was there. And I'm not there anymore. I had an inspiration for something so big recently that I was like, are you serious? And (laughs) my heart and soul were completely aligned. And I'm like, wow, that's okay. I will follow your lead. That's exactly what I say now. I'm like, okay, I'll follow your lead. If that's where we're going, that's where we're going. And I didn't even let my mind try to tear it down. I'm like, okay, wow. That's uh, that's big. But we'll, I'm sure we'll get there. Doesn't mean that if we get there or get there, we definitely don't. I don't attach to it. And I don't give it a time frame. I hate that. Oh, because feel what the vibration would feel like if I was like, oh, well, I've got to do that in three years. You, I feel, and I could be wrong, that you would never, I would never accomplish it that way with a time frame on it. To try to push and force, that's not, that's not, I wouldn't even want it if I had to do it that way. So now I just let go of the time and be like, yeah, maybe it takes a decade. I don't know. You know, looking back at what I've done over the last decade, that seems gargantuan. So maybe I can do it in 10 years. I don't know. Maybe five. This whole idea of goals and time frames is absurd because you don't know what the universe's clock is like and you don't know if you're going to be held up until the next person that you need to meet meets with you. You don't know the synchronicities. And the only way to know the synchronicities is to stay present with them and with your heart and each step that's in front of you. <laughs> you have to just see the very next step. That's it. And if you don't see that, you got to sit still with it. Because maybe you won't. Maybe you won't for a while. Maybe you just feel. Maybe you just talk to your heart. Maybe you just make that connection. Maybe you just meditate. Maybe you just work on the thoughts. Until the next step becomes clear and right and it's true and aligned within you. So the number one thing. The number one thing that stops people from receiving the money they so greatly deserve is they don't believe they deserve it. (sighs) Oddly enough, this is why I'm here. 
my purpose in life is to remind everyone that is willing to listen. I'm not saying I'm going to talk to the entire world because that would take two. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But um, my purpose is to remind people of their worth, their worthiness. Because what I've discovered is that self-worth and net worth are inexplicably tied together. Inexorably? Inexplicably. Inexorably. I think it's the latter. What that means is one and the other are, are tied together. So what's fascinating about that is people attempt to grow their net worth in hopes that it will make them feel worthy inside. This is backwards, and I'll explain why. So, people attempt to grow their net worth into millions so they can escape their mother or father or whoever told them they weren't good enough, that they were a piece of shit. So they can probably prove to that person that they're worthy of their love. You know how I know? Because I did it. <clears throat> it doesn't work that way. So they constantly are on a, a chase to get this money so they can feel worthy. Maybe they're just trying to feel worthy of God's love or their internal love or the love of the universe or whatever. Maybe they can finally be happy. Like golden goody. But it doesn't work that way. And what they end up finding out is that money doesn't make them happy, happy intrinsically. We think it's going to, but it doesn't. Especially if, not, if we're going after it for the wrong reasons. Or really going after it at all. You shouldn't be going after money at all. That's a whole other subject. We'll get to in another time. But net worth and self-worth. You try to fill the bank account to fill your inside up. And what every one of them finds over and over again that it's not how it works. They do not feel any happier when they have the money. Why? They think. Why? Why? Our whole society was built to say, you'll be happy when you have all this money. So why when you get the money? Because I had this. It happened to me. Why when I get the money am I automatically scared of losing it? Oh, that's right, because I tied happiness to money. And I thought that when I had one, the other would come. But I didn't take care of my internal stuff. This, my thoughts, my connection to myself, my mind, my subconscious beliefs... Now, the other way is to build a self-worth, or rather take everything away that's bringing it down, because it's naturally, in a natural state, we are peaceful, open-hearted, loving human beings who wouldn't even never even question our own self-worth. We know we're our divinity. So really, it's just about taking the things away, or like I like to say, unrooting the negative thoughts so that the money tree will grow. 
what I'm talking about unrooting is the negative beliefs. So the money tree being self-worth will grow because once you grow your self-worth and see your own value and see your purpose, everything else will fall into place. You see, we do not value ourselves. Business people who've been around a long time, they understand their value of their own time. You must value your time. Because if you don't, no one will. I am very consciously aware of this. My time is extremely valuable. And I cannot spend it doing things I don't love and menial tasks. I'd rather hire somebody to do that. And they're happy doing it. Now, you might not be there yet. And that's okay. Because how do you go from my time is worth $30 an hour to my time is worth $500 an hour? That's a leap. But it's a leap of the inside, not the outside. Because if you believed it and you actually brought that value, people would pay it. So this is what we're going to work on. And yes, I uh, talk all about how to grow money. That's not really that important. Anybody, anybody can teach and learn the technical stuff. That's not where we're going with this. So if that's you and you want to learn all the technical details, you know, find a financial advisor. I'll, I can recommend one. <coughs> and I am one, but I'm not, I'm not doing it that way anymore. The people who find me that way. Anyway, I'm getting off a tangent. What I'm trying to say is this. Once you build your self-worth, you will unlock the door and the whole world will open up to you. You'll be able to follow your heart anywhere. Not only will you find amazing human beings behind every door, welcoming, loving, if that's what you want, You will also find the perfect challenges to raise your vibration even further. You will get everything that you want and need. Because you cannot hope to fix the external world thinking that it will change your internal world. That's not how it works. That is the major flaw. We believe that if our parents had just done this thing, or our president just does this thing, or our boss just does this thing, or our partner just does this thing, then we'll be happy. Once they change, I'll be happy. Once the outside circumstance happens, I'll be happy. That is not how it works. Because look at what you'd have to do to make those things, A, you're tying your happiness to those things, but look at what you'd have to do to get that to happen. You have to change other people. Circumstances. That's ridiculous. 
And some part of you knows that. You have to work on the inside out. It's the inside out. Once you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. There is no escaping this reality. Once you build your self-worth, your net worth will change. It might not change in the way you think. Because you can't cheat it. You can't skip it. You can't fake it. But I promise you, when you feel worthy enough to do anything that your heart desires, or whatever the next step that your heart wants to do is, when you feel called to do it, and you either feel worthy or good enough, or you don't care when the thoughts come up, let's say you're not. You'll be unstoppable. And the world will be better for it. And I look forward to that day. Good journey, my friend.